So, today, we honor our ancestors, and we're going to talk a little bit about what our ancestors in this community, in Hopedale, the people who started this community as a religious community, might be saying to us today. But before I get into that, we're going to talk about something that was even more important. We want to know what people did for fun then. Do you have a favorite toy? Something you do to play? What is it? Polka dot. What else do we got? What else is a, what's that? Book? You would have been a favorite son of the people who started the Hopedale community. Stuffed animals. Might have found those in the Hopedale community. Costumes. Perhaps. Video games. Would not have found video games in the Hopedale community. If you needed to play video games, you wouldn't have found any. But what would you have found? we would have found these. Like, this is an example of a toy children might have played with in the early 19th century in this part of America. And boy, it's hard. Wow. Would you like, would you like to, who would like to try this? Just happens we have one for each of you, so come on up. This is really hard. We got one for you right there. I'm using the big one so everybody can see it. Not doing too well. Huh? They turn it sideways, see? I knew we'd have help here. Oh, this is this is just as hard. Oh, almost. You got it? Woohoo! He's got it. <laughs> Look at that. Who who'd like to try? There we go. So what do you think? Would you give up your books and your stuffed animals and your video games for these? No, yes, no, yes. You have that one at home. So that has lasted a long time, just like this religious community. Almost. If you had a Bruin shirt on, you'd be catching it. <laughs> All right, you got it twice, twice. Woohoo! Got the, she's got the how to store it down alternative storing method, yes. So, we, we've got those for you to practice, and we're going to let you go back to your seats, and if you can practice a little quietly without getting in the way of other folks listening to what I'm going to say next, you can keep practicing. And in the manner of our ancestors, the words I have to say today I'm going to deliver from the pulpit, like my ancestors in the ministry here might have done.
On this All Saints Day, this day where we remember all the holy ones who have gone before us, we come to it during our month of gratitude and giving thanks. And we begin by giving thanks for those ancestors, those saints, those holy ones who preceded us here. I believe the spirit of those ancestors who started the Hopedale community is really alive and present. Not in just this church, but in this entire town. They are in the rustling trees, in the groaning woods, in the crying grass, in the moaning rocks. They are in the woman's breast, in the wailing child. And their spirit is in our homes and here in this crowd. The dead do have a pact with the living. These words are true of our Hopedale community ancestors. They have a pact with us. And you can feel it in the water of Hopedale Pond and in the grass in the park and in the artifacts at the library and in the cemetery near Aidan Ballou's grave. You can feel it alive in these walls. But what is that spirit saying? What is that pact they are making with us? What are they trying to say to us through the grass and the water and these walls? When I stop and I listen, what I hear is I hear them imploring us, calling us to do what they did. They want us to live out our values and live out our beliefs. We are the heirs of a people who believed it mattered deeply that you live out your beliefs and values and that you act upon them. Some of their beliefs we might not get along well with too much today. No intoxicating beverages. And you wonder what got rid of Oktoberfest. It was the spirit of Aiden Ballou, no doubt. <laughs> no voting. We might disagree with that today as we recognize participation in that process to be the way we ensure some of the other values that they and we have. Pure chastity. To the virgins to make much of time, I guess. But all these beliefs they had that we may question a little bit, they held in concert with other values. They held those beliefs in concert with the values that still form the cornerstone of Unitarian Universalism. Nonviolence. Peace. Never to indulge bigotry. To promote the holiness and happiness and therefore acceptance of all humankind. Not only did they think it important to live out and act upon these values, they were evangelical in doing so. They published newspapers promoting their values and their theology. They wanted everyone to have high standards of life, of behavior, of personal conduct. They wanted everybody to walk their talk and have integrity. They understood that it matters deeply whether or not you do walk your talk. 
what you believe ultimately becomes meaningless if you don't put those beliefs into action. And some of the beliefs our Hopedale community ancestors took were not popular. Very likely that some of their neighbors and people in the area thought them to be crazy. But, as the saying goes, those who are dancing always seem crazy to those who can't hear the music. They took unpopular stances, such as temperance, pacifism, the abolition of slavery, and the equality of men and women. They spoke out against and engaged in social change. If there was not an underground railroad stop in Hopedale, it was pretty clear that we have evidence that freed black slaves lived in the community at certain times. And Patricia Hatch reminds us that in terms of women's rights, Hopedale was as an egalitarian community as you could have found at that time in America. And so we gather this morning to listen to these ancestors and hear the call to action that has always marked their tradition and ours. When I hear today the spirit of Aidan Blue and his community in the grass and the rocks and the trees and the air and the buildings and in your lives, I hear the call to be outspoken, bold advocates of our faith tradition. The early 20th century universalist Louis Beals Fisher noted that when universalists are asked where they stand on issues of the day, his reply was, we do not stand at all. We move. And we have much to move on. We talk wonderful talk, as did our ancestors, but I hear them imploring us to move and walk as well. And I am sure they would have us move and be active in the fight to eliminate the heroin epidemic that plagues this and so many of our communities now. They were temperance activists, after all. And being pacifists, they would have us move to end all the violences that cause addiction. And I'm sure they would be imploring us, for us and for others, to treat addiction as a cry for help and not a crime. I am sure they would have us move and be active in the fight to reform gun laws and end the epidemic of gun violence and murder and death in our society. I am convinced they would call us to move to end other forms of violence, such as the epidemic of racism, the new Jim Crow and the caste system created by our prison complex. They would boldly call us to support Black Lives Matter. They would call us to move and end the epidemic of poverty and eliminate the gross income inequality that in some ways ended their community and threatens to end ours. They would call us to move to end the epidemic of religious and social bigotry that still haunts our gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender and queer brothers and sisters. And so today, as their heirs, we take another step. We begin to move once again as we begin the welcoming congregation journey 
through study and reflection and discussion. This journey on the welcoming congregation road will force us to act and speak and be public about the need to not only be welcoming to the rainbow community, but to better our own understanding of their experiences, to see where we can still make progress in our own attitudes and increase our own likelihood that we will have respect for our gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender and queer brothers and sisters. It will help us have the courage to walk our talk by marching in the pride parade, flying proudly the rainbow flag. Imagine if that flag had flown in our building last year when people were fighting at the school to fly a flag there. How much stronger would our case for inclusion have been by leading by example, not just by belief? Our Hopedale community ancestors would encourage us to expand our efforts as we become more and more welcoming and we explore being inclusive and diverse and respectful along racial and income and all kinds of other divides that separate us. I'm sure that they would want us to know, as the Brazilian educator Paulo Freire would teach, that when it comes to oppression, we all do in some ways oppress one another. But when it comes to freedom and to inclusion, we don't liberate others, nor do they liberate us. We liberate each other. And for such a purpose, we continue to gather in the religious community our ancestors formed. Listen. Listen, brothers and sisters. Listen to the holy ones of the Hopedale community. What do they whisper to us through the very spirit of this town and its water and rocks and grass? The rocks and grass and town they so benevolently still haunt. I think they're whispering what we heard in our reading today many ways. Carpe diem. Seize the day, my brothers and sisters. Make your own lives and make the life of this community extraordinary.